right, what's going on, everybody? It is another episode of Should I Play That? It is episode 39. Uh, Guys, listen, think about this. This is 39 episodes, 39 straight weeks of just hot takes on the gaming industry, on just like what we've been playing in our mm-hmm. life. We think about it, and listen, we're not, we are not going to stop. 39 weeks. Like, it's. Yeah. It's a good feeling. No no breaks. No breaks at all. Let's emphasize that. We are just going to keep this train rolling. Yep. And um, as, as, as you're already here, I'm joined by Rod. What's going on, Rod? How you doing? Hey, pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Listen, last time I, I, th- I just I thought about it, I could have sworn we were just talking about Halloween. Yep. And here we are. It's almost Thanksgiving. Yep, already. And the Christmas music is starting. The, the bells are jingling. Uh, it's that time of the year. No, it's funny. So at one of my jobs, they like as soon as November 1st hit, Ugh, listen, no. well, this is what they did. So as soon as November 1st hit, they uh, started playing like one or two Christmas songs. So like they're normally playing like the regular, like, you know, regular music. But every now and then they'll sprinkle in some Christmas music just to remind you, yeah, Christmas is coming up. But what they did was just over time, which I feel like it was like day by day, but it might have been like like a week by week basis. But it feels like every week they started adding more and more Christmas music, and to the point where now it's just Christmas music playing. It's just Christmas music. Like at least every now and then you will get like regular songs, but. Yeah, that's how that's how, kind of how it is at, at my job. Like we have a we have a an out loud like app, like kind of connected to the the speakers at work. So like you can kind of hear it in certain like secure uh, user uh, generated radio, like through like through certain parts of the office. So like, you know, I can recommend certain songs um, for the DJ to play like for everybody um it's a pretty cool system and i put in some troll picks sometimes but like for the most part like I'm, i take it kind of seriously um but uh the, the christmas stuff has, has started it started just after halloween uh which is far too early but um yeah is, is it the, i feel like i'm so I, used I, to mm-hmm. i'm so used to it now i feel like september that's early and i think i i think i saw like random decorations somewhere like I like got a store like trying to sell Christmas decorations really early. Yeah. That's early. But uh, October, I mean, no, November, like I feel like that's like the build up to Christmas. Yeah. I mean, at this point, no one cares about Thanksgiving and it's just after Halloween is just Christmas for some people. So, and I think everybody's different. Like I'm not really, I'm not like Christmas is great. It's probably one of the best holidays, but like I also don't need to celebrate it for two months. Like, you know, that week or two leading up to it is pretty cool, and I'm cool with it then, but, like, November 1st? That's a little early. It's a little early for for me. Like, you know, I don't need to listen to Mariah Carey's Christmas song. I don't even know what it's called, but it's that Christmas song. You know the Chris, one. Christmas album. Come correct. Oh, whole, is it? It's a, is, it's a whole album. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Fortunately, I, I don't know that much about it. Uh, I, I have been spared the album. Um, but, but the, that song is like, I literally can't hear that song without getting a headache, uh, because I've just heard it so many times. Um, so, so no, it's funny that song that I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I know which song you're talking yes, about. Yes, you, you do. Imagine, imagine that song, but like watching 
Childish Gambino's This Is America at the same time. Like, like the, like someone put like the mashup together. Oh, of course. And every time, every time I hear that song, I, I imagine, you know, Childish Gambino doing that weird dance that he does in that music video. Huh. Okay. Well. And, um, and it works. That's yeah, it works. Part about it. Like it's, I guess the, what was it? The B, BPM is oh, the sure. same or something like that. So. Huh. Well, maybe yeah. he was listening, maybe Donald Glover was listening to some Mariah Carey Christmas music and just got inspired, you know, by the woes of America uh, and its past and <laughs> it's just, it made, made a hit record. So, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, are, are you like a big, big Christmas person or? I'm, I'm more or less, uh, I enjoy family time. I really do. So it's more or less like getting the family together and being in an environment where we're not all trying to kill each other or <laughs> roast each other or, you know, get on each other's nerves too much. It's like the right level of getting on each other's nerves. Right. But, um, I think it's just a good time for me because I have Christmas, which is then followed by my birthday the day after. Mm-hmm. And then there's that weird, like twilight zone, like time period of Christmas to New Year's or Christmas to New Year's Eve. That's just like that little time period is super weird. It's like, do I go back to work? Do I not go back to work? Yeah. And if I, and if I do go back to work, am I actually doing any work? Is that type of thing? Yeah. Like I literally like, so that, that kind of in between, it's a really surreal thing, right? Like the in between between like Christmas day, I would say maybe even Christmas Eve. Cause it's weird. Like Christmas, Eve is really, really exciting, and then Christmas Day comes, and then, like, after 11 o'clock, like, 11 a.m., I'm like, Oh, yeah, okay, you're right. over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. Right, the day's here. That wasn't nearly as fun as actually, like, anticipating it. <laughs> um, and then, and then, but, but, but when Christmas, from Christmas Eve to, like, New Year's Day is, like, a really weird time where it's, like, nothing's happening for anybody, really. Like, you yeah. might go to work for, like, one day, but, like, it's not, it might not be that busy. Like a lot of people have off. So like during that whole week. Um, so it's a, it's a strange time, but then immediately after that, like after like January 2nd, it's like the weirdest hangover for like a week or two where you're just mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no one's funny about me for this. And especially like thinking about this going into like the whole 2020 thing. I've, I've spent most of this decade in retail. So. This, you know, that time period, I normally take my soul, I put it in a jar and like put it on the shelf and come back to it, you know, after the holidays. Because working retail, like I'm, I'm definitely in like an NPC mode (laughs) where if you come to see me at work or I'm talking to you at work, I'm definitely giving you automated answers. Mm -hmm. Like the, the work me is completely different from the real me. And you know what? It's just, it, that's just how it is in retail. Like it's, I, I try not to let, you know, customers like, and it's, it's customers that come in knowing that they're doing wrong or knowing that they're being extra. Those are the customers that really hurt and I really like drain your soul. So I just, I just put it all the way. I, <laughs> I go into straight NPC mode and, and just take it at that. You know, that sounds pretty good, man. I think I think that's the way to go. That's a, gets good advice for retail. I think. Yeah, because I feel like some people they, I, I guess they 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 put too much of their soul into it, and like that's good, but then that's also bad because when you have that bad hit you, 
man, mm, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Like before you know it, before you know it, you're staring down the uh, down an empty bottle, and you're like, "Wow, where am I?" Mm, that got dark. <laughs> 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 but but no, but you know what else uh, I look forward to in uh, for the holidays? What's that, Chris? I look forward to jumping into multiplayer games and seeing all the noobs come in. Mm, whatever could you be talking about? Oh, I could be talking about like just wait. Are you talking? Wait, are you talking about specifically? Or oh, I was just I was just te- teeing you up for whatever you were gonna talk about. I thought you were going to. Oh, it was, it was yeah, no, yeah, it was just a segue into <laughs> into us talking about video games. But I was like, oh, okay. if, you want, if you want to get specific, you know, no, this is this is the time of year in Destiny where I get all of my Crucible. Uh, like achievements and accolades. It's mm. like, all right, cool. There's a bunch of noobs in here. Let's go ahead and get this Crucible Awards. You know, I'm actually speaking of like newbies in video games. Um, I'm actually going to become one uh, because I, when Black Friday hits, I'm going to go out and I'm going to purchase uh, Call of Duty and for forty bucks at one of these retailers, our fine retail establishments, and uh, I'm going to 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 do some some shooting a little bit. So what, what's it about this Call of Duty? Because I think we talked about this last week or week before last. What was it? it? What, there's something about this Call of Duty that like I I actively want to like jump back into. I played a little bit of that 2v2 beta and it was solid. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, so a part of it is that cause I actually got my hands on it. Um, this one also, I mean, it's got the Modern Warfare name, which I know I'm playing right into the marketing, but like you know, yeah, we, we've got the name, neck recognition. We've got Captain Price, like he's back. Uh, you know, because the narrative is so strong, you know, in Call of Duty. Um, but also, I think it feels like this might be them kind of going back to their roots, um, hopefully, anyway. Um, and and it, from what I'm hearing, like from people that I trust, like you know, it's it's really solid. I saw a little bit of gameplay um, from a few friends as well, and a lot of people are picking it up. So like, I'll have people to play with, which is which is always like a big thing. I, I don't think I would pick it up on my own um so other people playing it is definitely a big thing for me but yeah i think i think the modern warfare bit is like carrying it though to specifically answer your question is this there's someone in like uh in activision higher ups that they're listening right now and they're like hey guys hey guys we fucking got them yeah uh, yeah it, it basically <laughs> they're rubbing their hands together like yep, yep you're in that one but yeah, I'm in the same boat. It just, I don't know. I feel like the hype around this one is, is, is better than it normally is at this point. Normally people are over Call of Duty at this point, but people are still talking about it. People are still playing it. So I'm excited about that. I'll just add that on to the giant list of games that I have to play or are currently playing. Oh boy. Tell me about but, it. I don't even know and, how to get through Death Stranding before <laughs> this year is up. And that's, well, before we jump into all that, I do want to go ahead and, you know, give a plug to our social media accounts. Uh, definitely follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, reach out, follow us, talk to us, like our content and share our content. All that stuff helps us out. Liking us and rating us on iTunes really helps us in the al- algorithm. So, uh, it helps, you know, the brand, you know, expand its reach. So if you can, wherever you're listening to the podcast, you know, give us a like, give us a rating. And we thank you. Just thank you for listening. I really, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I guess we could just jump straight yeah. into what you've been playing. And if this is the first time you've ever listened to the show, this is our segment where we're essentially talking about what we've been playing. So, Rod, what you've been playing? 
Man, I finally finished AI, the Somnia Files. Oof. I, so, I'm finished. So I, I was going to say, this has been what? Like a, a good month, right? It's been more. I'm almost positive. That game came out, I want to say, in September? I'm actually going to look that up right now. Um, oh, my God. Okay, okay. J- Google is wrong. It did not come out in late July. There's no way. <laughs> um, I want to say it came out like in mid-September, like September 20th or something like that. So it's been two, about two months, just about, uh, to the day. God. Um, so it's been a lot of like kind of me waffling between other stuff as well. I might have been playing, I might have been at the tail end of Yakuza 3 at the time and some other stuff. So it's been a minute, man, but it is a long game. I, I finished that thing in about 35 hours, um, which that is not. That's not short. Um, and, and with my schedule, like that takes me a 30 hour game that would take most people like maybe a couple weeks, maybe like at most to finish. It takes me two months apparently. Um, I'm just way slower on, on most games, I think. Um, this was this, this, I walk away from this game with, I would say mostly positive feelings. Um, and, you know, I say mostly because there are a lot of things that are really good. So, uh, the director, uh, Uchikoshi, he's done the Zero Escape games. Um, he brings his special brand of Twisted to the series. Um, you know, it's very much about, you know, uh, death, uh, family ties, um, a lot of, uh, mystery, intrigue, like kind of extra, uh, Ah, not extraterrestrial really, but just kind of like some, some weird sci-fi, uh, concepts. Like he, he melds all of those, like, con- like all these, these different, these disparate elements down into one package. Um, he, and he did that all through his Zero Escape games and he does it here too in, in AI. Um, and it, it, makes for a mostly satisfying mix. Like, the characters are really cool, um, and, and you latch onto them. Uh, most of them are, are introduced from the very, very beginning. So, so much of the game is about building them out over time. Um, and, and that's really fun. I think the basic story is 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 good, but I also think that it's actually kind of more interesting with the mystery like when everything is revealed like towards the end like it's there are some twists and turns that are satisfying um like kind of as you're following the framework of where this narrative is going like that's exciting i mean he is an expert at doing that i think maybe second only to uh shu takami who does the phoenix Wright games um but but man i i just i feel like there is so much left on the table in terms of like like it, it there's nothing that is like truly mind-blowing like when i think about the end of 999 like that's one of the all-time great endings in in gaming ever so like maybe that's an unfair comparison um but this is very tame like a lot of the the, the ultimately the twists are very grounded in reality so don't i wouldn't go into this game expecting um something like super out there well there is a very out there twist but outside of like that main twist and i hate speaking so like vaguely about it um 
but I don't want to spoil the experience in case anyone decides to check it out. Um, besides like kind of like the main thing, there's like, I would say a lot, most of the twists are very grounded, um, and nothing like super insane, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing with this game. It's just, it's just different. It's, it's just different. I do think there's a lot of repetitive dialogue in it um all of it is voiced though which is nice so this is one of the few visual novels that i've played that actually has fully voiced cutscenes almost every single thing that is spoken in this game is actually voiced that's very cool um just coming from fire emblem uh the three houses which uh you know i already kind of blew me away with how much voice acting was in that similar thing with here with ai really happy to see that so it isn't really like any of the, the visual novels you may be used to because most of those are not voiced. So it really does help some of the characters. And it also helps that the, that the dub is, is quite good. Like it's, it's not, like it's not bullshit at all. Like the, the voice actors do an exceptional job at bringing these characters to life, uh, which is always great. Um, very, very helpful for immersing you. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time like really clicking around the environment. Um, sometimes pointlessly because like, when you examine certain things in your surroundings, like there are quips and different stories and different character interactions that you can kind of get. So I enjoyed those so much that I would just click around the environment, um, you know, on everything that I could just to kind of get like three pieces of dialogue that, that were pretty entertaining for the most part. Um, the Somniums I am more mixed on. So like they, the, and the Somniums are, are the actually the, the gameplay portion of this game. Uh, I've talked about this before in other episodes. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but, um, they are like the kind of dream sequences of this game. You are playing this detective who are, who, who is going into uh, people's minds, um, as they're uncon- unconscious to uncover certain truths about you know, something that they know, a piece of information you're trying to extract. So a lot of things that happen in these Somniums are, very surreal and the answers to a lot of these puzzles like that that is the puzzle gameplay so it's not puzzles in the traditional sense that zero escape was uh they're very zero escape had very like very logical uh very practical puzzles this does not there are um since everything is kind of based in a dream so so what would be the difference like what do you mean the difference between the games? Or... Oh, no, like uh, for the puzzles. So for the puzzles, as an example, so I think I gave the ice pick example in a, in one episode, but I can try to give another. Um, so, like, for example, there may be, like, a puddle on the ground, and you may have four options. You can investigate it. You can put your hand in it. You can taste it. You can smell it. Like, you don't, none of those options are really like, the, the, and the answer is maybe like, put your hand in it, like put your hand through it. And then, all, and then, you know, if you do that, maybe you, by putting your hand through it, you, it's like the, the blood is actually like a portal to some other like, you know, thing that you need to do. So if like it was, if there was like a, uh, an object that you needed to move and you didn't know how to move it, if you put your hand through the, the puddle of blood, then like, and you were able to like kind of get to, to the whatever the ob- wherever the object was and move it yourself there's no way for you to really know that a lot of the somniums to me felt like trial and error and not necessarily something that was logical so most so sometimes it was it felt aimless to me um what a lot of the solutions were um and that didn't feel super great like sometimes they made sense it's really hard to explain this <laughs> without um really giving a lot of away but 
but so but it, it's it's so out there it's so surreal that like it it, it it it's almost too obtuse in a, in a way and it it really felt like i was poking around just trying to find everything and you only have six minutes and eat somnium uh to figure out like how to solve it so and there, there are usually like four or five locks ultimately that you have to go through and the locks are kind of like checkpoints through the somnium you have to go through each one in order um to get to the end um to extract the information so i was a little mixed on that i don't think all the somniums really worked for me it was it's a cool idea i just didn't really buy into some of the solutions all the time um sometimes they were they were cool again but other times not um but Overall, that was mostly my thoughts. I, there's a free, there's a demo of this on the Switch store that you can try for yourself. I would recommend checking it out. I mean, it's really long. Uh, again, it took me like 30 plus hours to, to really get through. Um, and uh, there are multiple branching storylines. There isn't a lot of that either. Like not as much as the Zero Escape. The Zero Escape games made jumping timelines like. Uh, it, it made it uh, frequent and it made it like really integral to the story. It is kind of integral to this one. Like it, it, it jumping timelines does play a narrative role in like in the game, but um, but it felt minor. It, it felt more slight than than other titles. Uh, so this isn't like a, in the series or anything, but there are they borrow so the AI borrow so many ideas from Zero Escape. It's hard to not make that comparison. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's sixty bucks right now. I think um, there's a free demo on the eShop, maybe on PlayStation as well. Um, it's worth checking out. I think at least the demo to see if you if you like it, if the story grabs you. Uh, for one, I, I mean the narrative is cool. The characters are fantastic. I loved them. Um, and it was cool kind of seeing everything tied together. They don't really leave like a lot for a sequel, which is, which is cool. They could totally return it to this world, but you know, it's, it feels satisfying. Like they end at a good spot. So yeah, that's AI. I'm finished with it. And that means I'm on to other games. One of which is Pokemon shield. Okay. So I guess we'll share this segment because I know you've played a lot of Pokemon. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> I came, I saw, I conquered, beat, beat the league, beat the game. That's insane. So I definitely want you to tell me more about that. But um, let me get my impressions out of the way first, just because like I'm not far at all. In fact, I'll tell you exactly where I am. Um, I am actually at the section where um, you see those four sheep blocking the way, the Wulo, Wula, whatever, whatever. Wulu. Wulu, yes, the Wulu. Yep. They are actually blocking your path on route one so you have to go around um and go into the wild grass and fight wild pokemon for the first time um and i actually just caught like four pokemon like on my lunch break uh, (laughs) for like 20 minutes i came back early from lunch and i was like "Ah, i've got my switch with me i'm gonna play 20 minutes of pokemon um and so i did and caught four of those things one squirrel like thing i guess all of those wild pokemon in the beginning are brand new yeah yeah like okay. all brand new. Okay. Yeah, they're okay so far. They're pretty okay. I got a female score bunny, which is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. So that's that's cool. But uh yeah, I mean, so I've been pretty excited about well, I I shouldn't say excited, but you know, I've been kind of looking forward to this game a little bit because it's the first console Pokemon. Like this is something that we've been anticipating. I'm not counting 
let's go or anything but like this is the full like realization of of pokemon right like in the traditional sense like in an rpg like go through be be a pokemon master kind of way um and so far it seems cool the music seems like full like it seems like they're they've got a full orchestra going it's nice the graphics seem cool i was a little surprised with the fixed camera i wasn't anticipating that um I know in the wild area, I haven't gotten there yet, but I know you can have a free camera. But mm-hmm. I was, I was a little surprised to see that it was fixed, like in the open world. I was like, kind of not anticipating that. Um, but I guess that is keeping in line with Pokemon for the most part. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So obviously not far at all, but so far so good. Um, I do love the XP all feature. So, like, not having to train one Pokemon is great for someone like me. I actually enjoy over-leveling my Pokemon and just steamrolling people. Like, that actually brings me great joy. <laughs> so, I was going to say, yeah, get ready for that. Because this this game takes, like, it turns it to 11 when it comes down to, like, being over-leveled. I, I'm, I honestly am fine with it. Like, I, I, to me... It, there's something very visceral. Like, I get a very visceral feeling when... I run across a trainer and they're like, you know, oh man, I've got these cool Pokemon and you're, you know, you're just a loser kid. And like, there's something that awakens in me and I'm like, oh, oh, really? Really? Okay. We'll see about that. And then I just like, I just steam. So that is, uh, that's pretty much it for me. I will have a lot more to say about this game. I plan on, on, on binging quite a bit of this in the, in the next week before we record again. So, nice. yeah, so I, I plan on getting way further. I'll have way deeper thoughts, but, uh, but Chris, what have you been playing this week? Well, I mean, we can keep it, keep it going with the Pokemon talk. So, um, I guess before I finished the game and, you know, beat the champion Leon, you know, kicked his ass, took his girl, and then went back home, went to Pokemon camp and made some curry for my Pokemon. Wow. All that sounds thing. like a, that sounds like a, a full year. <laughs> nah, nah, it was just a couple of days, just a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But, um, all right. So I, I'm all over the place with, um, mm. with this game. Mm. So. Oh, I sort of want to jump into, or at least start where you were saying, you know, this is the this is the quote unquote uh, first console Pokemon game, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a bunch of bullshit. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we we could get back into this conversation. We did our, I just I remember we did argue about this last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a load of shit because you know okay. they. You you hear you know next generation console Pokemon you know it's it's on the home consoles on the Switch uh, you think of you know what they did with like games like Breath of the Wild what they did with uh, Super Mario Odyssey looking at other RPGs like Dragon Quest Eleven uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two you know it could be done on the Switch you could have a really good competent full fledged RPG on the Switch. Am I right? I'm right, yeah. right? Yep. The yep. Game Freak, they, I feel like they did a lot of like quality of life changes that were, you know, that were good. They saw how people loved 
um, seeing Pokemon in the overworld. And they kept that in because apparently that wasn't supposed to make it into this game. Like, I think um, the overworld Pokemon, the stuff from Let's Go, that was only supposed to be in, like, the, the wild area. But they ended up, you know, keeping that throughout, like, the regular routes and pretty much the whole game. So, you know, that's good. Like you said, experience sharing. Fuck the haters. Um, like, we're we're all adults. Like we we don't have the time to you know individually train each Pokemon one by one, and then I'm pretty sure kids aren't going to be complaining about that either. That's a really good quality of life change. Yeah. Um So I'm happy about that. But the just stepping back after finishing the game, I I feel like I essentially played another handheld Pokemon game. Okay, so you're not saying you're not saying that because I was going off the thesis that like this isn't the first like console game. You're just saying they didn't live up to what your expectations for a first Pokemon game console game would be. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. I I, I haven't played enough to agree or disagree with that, but okay, I'm very interested. Yeah. So is it primarily? So so what is driving what is driving the disappointment for you? Like primarily. See, I mean, it's it's more or less the disappointment of like that promise of being, you know, they 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 promise like a whole open world, they promise like this whole big grandeur adventure. Um, but like when you go into certain like some of these towns, like yeah, on like looking at it, it looks like a big town, but you're essentially, you know, boxed into like, a couple of streets. A lot of things that you see, you really can't interact with. It's a lot. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. This game, this game is okay. it's is really big on the smoke and mirrors. Okay. Um, I feel like for a lot of players, the wild area, just based on just conversations that I've had, a lot of people they spend a lot of time in a wild area because that's where you could do like the raid battles. That's where you could catch a bunch of Pokemon. Um, and it's it's a cool loop <clears throat> of like walking up to these these dens and you know, seeing what Pokemon's in it, and then uh, jumping online, either having your friends or randoms jump in and play with you. Like it, it's it's cool, but it's not like executed like perfectly. Like I I don't know what it is with Nintendo or with Game Freak or maybe both, but like putting together like slapping together like these you know ass backward. Uh, online functions like it's 2019 almost 2020 like why why if i really have a friends list why the fuck do i have to uh jump online and like put in a code for me to trade pokemon or for me to battle people why can't i just directly just you know do that with the person that's on my friends list because this app it happened earlier this week with a friend of mine uh he hit me up he was like hey i need to trade my uh ride on so I could get a Rhyperior. And I was like, all right, bet, cool. I'm not really doing too much. Let me hop on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put in a code, and he's like, hey. Um, he's like, oh, you, you jumped in pretty quick. That's cool. Let me, uh, let's go ahead and, you know, get the trade started. And I was like, wait, what you mean? Like, I, I haven't even, like, jumped online yet. What do you mean? He's like, oh, wait, this isn't you in the room? And I was like, no, it's not. At that point, he already traded his, his, uh, his ride on. And the person that got his right on, you know, it evolved, and he just left. What? Yeah. Huh. So yeah, so you mean uh, when you when you put in a code, it's a it's a it's a code that pretty much like 
You have to type in the, that same code to jump into the room, but that's open to everyone. So if someone randomly types in the same code, they could jump into your room. How? I just if, well, if, you, if, if, if let's say if your code was like you know one two three four or right. like all twos or all threes, you could type right. that in to jump into like the trade lobby, and it randomly oh. pairs, it randomly pairs you with someone else that typed it in at the same time. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oof. Why is that a thing? I, Nintendo. I mean, that's not really an excuse, but yeah. It's it's not for this to be like the 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 the, the first console Pokemon game like this is supposed to be breaking grounds. It's not really doing. It's not really breaking anything. Like it's yeah, it's moving the franchise forward with certain things, but at the same time, I I expected more. I expected more of a polish. I feel like a lot of like these things that they're trying out with Sword and Shield should have been tried out with let's go pikachu and eevee that should have been like their trial hey we're sort of trying this out type of thing well that that's what the point of that was right like i always thought that was the whole point of let's go was like hey let's not just let's cop- capitalize on the pokemon go game but like let's test this out like as a pre uh a preamble to our our actual pokemon game yeah that ain't it chief well apparently a third of the development team was Directly from Sun and Moon. Uh, on Shield and Sword. And, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's, it's, what's that supposed to mean? So all the stuff that they were saying about, like, you know, oh man, um, this is gonna be totally different. Like, we're doing, redoing all the texture, but it's like, literally just. Copy and paste. Yeah. Which I hate saying, but. Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's sort of like one of the gripes. Um, jumping straight into the game, it, it, there's something about not having like any voice acting, like whatsoever. Ooh, yeah. That just threw me off. That's a really good point because the opening of that game starts. So, so the literally the opening 10 seconds is like pretty cool, right? I mean, you see like, Mm -hmm. A Pokemon Stadium, you get like the crowd, the music is pretty cool. So like it's very like uh, rambunctious and and there's just there's a lot of stuff going on and in a, in a way that you haven't seen since maybe Pokemon Stadium. And so you know you're ev- that, that's what you're evoking in that moment. And then all of a sudden the dude comes out who looks kind of like a professor esque person and like he's talking, but then you're just you're just reading it and it's very weird. It's here it's weird to hear the voices, but not from him. Like you're hearing the crowd, but not him. It's very weird. And like that's just the tip of the iceberg with that. Like there's mm. there's a like there's just there's a there's a certain uh segment in this game where a person is like they're they're singing and mm. it's it's weird because it's all coming through text, but they're doing all the animations as if they're like singing. Right. And it's just, it sort of pulls you out of the experience. Like, it's, it's really bad. And, and it sort of, like, it brings me back to, like, an older Pokemon game. Um, I think it was Black and White 2, where there was, like, a specific gym where I feel like there's one, like, the, I want to say it's one of my most favorite moments or favorite, like, gyms, um, where it's, like, a, a rock concert going on, or at least a rock, a rock band practicing. 
and while you're in and while you're in the gym you're challenge you're fighting like the gym leaders trainers well each of the gym leaders trainers are, are members of the band like they're playing the instruments so once That's you after cool. after you and oh and and while like you're in the overworld in the gym you hear them say you hear like the the gym leader singing and then you hear like the band playing so like it's like the whole environment like it, it's it's lively it feels good it's what the it's honestly what you know they should have done with that particular segment in Sword and Shield that I'm talking about. Right. But, um, like I said, you fight the, uh, the trainers and then, um, after you defeat them, they stop playing the instrument. So pretty much it gets to the point where like it's one by one, like the, uh, the, like the song, it's like, it's, it's, it's sort of like it starts getting broken down because like, you know, the, the drum player stops playing and then the bass stops playing and then eventually it's just the gym leader. So then that's when you fight the gym leader. And, you know, stuff like that is really cool. And this is happening on a DS game. Not a 3DS game, not a Switch right. game, but a DS game. Right. Why are we reverting back? Mm. Yeah, it's it's like, what, one step backwards or one step forward, three steps backwards is what yeah. it keeps sounding like. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I you know, I'm going to give, you know, some positives. Uh, well, I mean, I feel, I feel like we sprinkled them in. Like, it's, like, like you said before. Uh, there's like the quality of life changes of, you know, the experience share. Um, some people are going to complain about the story. I'm not, I don't go into the Pokemon games, like expecting something super deep. Um, I do appreciate that they, I feel like it's sort of like a call out of the past games where when something like story-wise happens, it's like, all right, we got to stop everything that we're doing. And as a 10-year-old child, I have to you know, fight this <laughs> evil organization. Yeah. It, 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 it sort of happens where they're like, just just keep doing your gym challenge thing. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, like, I... That, but I feel like... So I've, I've talked to someone about that. They feel like because of that, it feels like they're missing out on the story. So mm. that could sort of go both ways, I can see. Okay. But... um. You know, I like I said, I, I I finished the game. I liked how the the whole aesthetic of the game, like the whole gym battle stuff, it's all tied behind it being like a sport, which is really cool. So you know, all the gym fights are in a stadium in front of a bunch of people. Uh, the music of the game is actually really cool. So uh, while you're in like these gym battles, uh, when the gym leader has like the last Pokemon, like the crowd starts getting really into it, they start chanting along with the music. Like the whole, oh, like that's they, pretty cool. Yeah, they, it, it, there's, there's certain things in this game like they're doing well. So I don't want to like discredit the game. I don't want to you know, make it sound like it's like the worst Pokemon game because at the end of the day, like I'm still playing it. Like I, I, like I said, I finished the game. I'm now like in that point where, you know, end game, you're really like out there trying to catch Pokemon, complete the Pokedex or half of a Pokedex, however you want to look at it, and. um Right now, like, I'm breeding and trying to, like, come up with, like, competitive teams. So, um, this is gonna be, like, a game that I'm sort of gonna have, like, on a back burner now, like, where I'll, like, I'll play every now and then. Granted, right now, I still feel like it's still really popular. So, like, even now, like, while we're recording this, I'm getting people, like, hitting me up saying, hey, like, I have, like, a, a, a raid battle of this type of Pokemon. Are you on? So, um, quick shout out to all the people I've been playing with, honestly. Um, I, it's, it's cool, like, being able to sort of, like, you know, while you're playing, uh, if you, if you're still connected online, and someone is doing a raid battle, you just 
sort of like you have like these boxes on the side of the screen that's sort of telling you what your friends or I guess local people on the internet are doing. So like let's say I was in a gym and a friend of mine had like a max raid battle for like a ditto or something like that. I could I could see that or like they could message me and I could jump into that max raid battle like right then and there. Mm, so okay. so, so stuff like that is cool. Um and you know, joining discords where people are you know, adding each other and sort of helping each other out. That's, that's the fun part about Pokemon. That's the, that's, that's the, you know, I feel like if you really want to get the most out of this game, definitely play it with people. Oh, well, I don't know a lot of people who will play with me, but, um, I do, I mean, obviously, well, and, you know, and you and I will play, and, but. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, we're like, uh, you know, going through like the story together. It's more or less like doing like the max raid stuff. You know, that's, that's pretty cool. That but, sounds, that sounds awesome. That's what I want to get into. I mean, yeah. is it, is it worthwhile ultimately? I, I know you sort of talked about it earlier already, but like, I, I'm not sure if you got into like, Hey, look, is this, is this like a prime reason to play the game? Like post game, like the, all the max raid stuff. I mean, honestly, people would, it's not even like a post game thing. Like, I know people that have, like, they jump straight into the max raid stuff and, like, they're, like, level 40 before, like, their third gym. So is there much of a post game from what you can see? There is, like, a post game chapter where you, uh, you catch, like, the box legendary. Right. And then they sort of open up the battle tower and that's it. Okay. So is the legendary worth it, at least? Alright, so I know alright, so there's two there's two types of Pokemon players. You have like the, the camp of, you know, oh cool, this legendary looks cool, I'm gonna use it. And then you have the other side of, oh, that's a legendary, like I'll just keep it in my box. <clears throat> I won't really use it because it's OP. Listen, in this game, especially since there aren't really too many legendaries, I feel like the two legend like the, the two legendaries that I'm thinking of right now, like the the, like the box legendary and another legendary, I feel like they're sort of made to like be really overpowered in raid battles. So now that like more people are finishing the game, more people are catching these Pokemon, I'm doing raid battles where essentially everyone's using like a legendary, and we're especially towards the end of the like like I guess in the post game when you're doing four star and five star uh, raid battles, which are like the you know the hardest in the game. And you want to do it efficiently, like that's that's the way to go. Okay. Well, is the other the reveal of the other legendary is that like a spoiler? Do you know it when you come across it, or is it like a you got to go find Articuno or Zapdos or whichever one like went around the map in that one game? No, no, no. So it's 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 gonna be tied to the story. So once you once you come across it, you'll 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 understand okay. what's going on. You'll you'll know and you'll be ready. Yeah. Okay. Do you get a master ball in this game? Oh, of course. What kind of Pokemon okay. game would this be without getting a Master Ball? And mm-hmm. then using, and then using that Master Ball on a Weedle or something. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't actually do that, did you? Uh, not in this game. Okay. Oh, not in this game. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I, this, like, this game is, it's weird. Like, I, I expected more and I, I really feel that Game Freak should have done more. But at the same time, I know that a lot of this stuff is tied behind like the sales of like all of the uh the merch that they sell, uh the TV show, the anime, the uh 
I feel like because of that, they sort of had to rush through to make sure that everything lined up with, you know, their, you know, their time points. But it's, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's disappointing because like you could, you could see this game, you could appreciate what they did. But when you look at what they could have done, sort of like the example that I brought up with like Breath of the Wild and Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it's, it could be done. It's just that I feel like they they might have been rushed to do it, and that sort of falls in line with like maybe why they had to quote unquote, you know, copy and paste the models and why they cut the Pokedex down. Um, and you know, honestly, like because right now I'm, I think I've caught maybe 250 of the 400. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Pokemon that are in, honestly, like make no sense. I feel like it's fluff. Um, like they have two, two, uh, lines of crabs. Like they have the Kingler, uh, line and they have the Crawdont. Like if you're going to have a, like a, a crab Pokemon in the game, just pick one or the other. We didn't need both. I feel like that was a waste <laughs> of a slot. And sort of last week, I don't know if it was on, it wasn't on the show. It might've been like a pre-show or it might've been when we were just talking. It was after the show. And I was like looking up, looking at the, uh, the revealed Pokedex at the time. Right. And I was like, oh, let's see if this Pokemon's in. Damn, they're not in. Well, what about this Pokemon? Shit, they're not in either. And I was, I was just making fun at the fact that this Pokemon that are literally designed after an ice cream cone and designed after a trash bag. Yeah. And I was like, watch these two Pokemon be in. I looked it up and sure enough, mm. both of them are in. Mmm. Well, I mean, I was never a huge fan of some of the later designs or a lot of the later Pokemon designs, despite not really playing. That That's partially what t- kind of turned me off from playing res- the rest of these games. But so far, these are pretty good. I like the starters and the Pokemon that I've run into so far are are pretty cool. So Yeah, and, and I'll give them that. Some of the, like, the designs um, for this generation, like I'm, I'm actually liking. Um, yeah. I think so far my favorite design for Pokemon Mine has to be Troxicity, which is a poison electric type. Okay. That's yeah. new to me. That's a new one, right? Yeah, it's a new one. Okay. Okay. I can't wait to run into them. Sweet. So, like, it, it is, it does leave me, I have to say, quite shook <laughs> that you are such a huge fan of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're done with it after a week. Not, not necessarily just in the sense of you completing the narrative, but but you you just emotionally being kind of done with it. Yeah, the only thing that's tying uh that's tying me to the game right now is that there's still like a big hype to it. So a lot of people are still like trying to catch, you know, uh not to get too technical, but like they're trying to get like high like IV, like 4 or 5, maybe 6 IV Pokémon, which is like the pretty much stats, like higher stats. Um, so like, I don't want to miss out on any of that. So, you know, having people hit me up saying that they're, uh, doing raid battles for a Pokemon that, you know, I wanted to actually catch that could have have, you know, high stats. I'm sort of bummed out about, but you know, the, the way raid battles work, it's all random. I could easily jump into like a discord server and sort of like wait to see if someone else is doing the same raid. So, um, you know, I'm missing out on, on it now, but I could easily, you know, come back and do it. And honestly, I feel like the hype is probably going to die down within like the next month, mm-hmm. possibly within the next two weeks. Okay. 
Wow. Huh. Yeah. Two weeks, huh? Because, I mean, there really isn't too much to do. Uh, once you get through the story, which a lot of people, if you're just doing the story stuff, which I feel isn't the right way to play this game, I feel like doing doing a nice mix of everything is the best way of really playing this game. Because um, mm. if you go straight through the story, you can easily finish it in about 15 hours. Well, well when you say, like, everything, are you, are you, I'm assuming you're meaning, like, the wild area stuff and max raids. And- yeah, so, like, and that's how I played. I, you know, while going through routes, like, if I saw a Pokemon that I didn't have, I would catch it. Um, when it came down to doing, like, the Pokemon camp stuff, uh, sort of pretty much it's like setting up a camp where you could, it's sort of like the Pokemon and me thing from the 3DS games where you could play with your Pokemon, but then you could also make food for them, which, you know, will make them like you more. And when you're out in a while, well, not just when you're out and about, it'll heal them and sometimes, uh, restore like your, uh, your move points. Okay. Um, so like it's like doing a little bit of that. And then of course, like with the Pokemon liking you, they'll start doing things in battle. Where, like, for example, if you get paralyzed or you get some sort of status affliction, uh, because their love for you is so strong, they'll shake the status affliction. Or it's just really cool, like, really, like, cool stuff like that. Or, like, if a Pokemon is, like, uh, about to one-shot them, they'll hold on to, like, one HP. And, like, a text will pop up saying it held on because its love of battle or its love for you kept it going or something like that. So definitely take, take your time, you know, getting to know your Pokemon and just seeing, just seeing some of the animations in Pokemon camp have been hilarious. Um, I've been on Twitter seeing some people repost some stuff, uh, like seeing Pokemon fight with each other or interacting with each other. It's just, it's funny. Like it's, it's something that you shouldn't miss. Like just take some time to, to do it. Take some time to, you know, make some, make some spicy curry for your Pikachu. Uh, it's, it's worth it. Um, I didn't do any of the poke, I think it's called poke jobs where you send okay. out Pokemon to like do like side quests on their own. Okay. I didn't even, I didn't even touch that. And mostly because like I think all you really get out of that is experience, but with how much experience you get in this game, I didn't really need that. Hmm. I feel like because um I don't know like with experience share like you you I never felt underleveled and then when it comes down to doing stuff like the max raids when you complete a max raid you get experience candy which you could then use which is, to level up your Pokemon okay because you were saying I remember earlier you were saying okay that that the candy is gonna make you level up like even quicker than normal so. yeah like I um I think a day or two ago a friend of mine traded me the other two starters. And like, oh, well, I damn, mean, where's my starters at? I, I, yo, if you want some, I could breed some for you. I got you. Yeah, yes, please. But, uh, yeah, like as soon as I, he traded them over, I was like, all right, bet. Loaded them up with candy and they immediately went from score bunny to, uh, whatever the hell the <laughs> evolution is called now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like it's just, it's, it's, it makes it really easy. Okay. See, and I think the thing is too, which I'm not even sure if we mentioned this yet, like even last week, but, the intention in my mind is to get you to switch constantly. Like, is to not, is, is to prevent someone from having, like, a main team. Cause that's how I've always played these games. I've always played them with, like, the, usually the first six I catch, like, you know, I'm gonna stick with them for, for majority of the game. Um, mm-hmm. and then, like, maybe I'll switch out, like, one that might look really cool or whatever. But, like, for the most part, 
I mean, I'm going to stick with what I've got. Always the starter as well. He's all, he or she is always in, in, on the roster. Um, but I think with the XP share, the intent is to, is to get you to rotate and not like, you know, uh, stick with one team. Yeah. And, and you could definitely do that. Like, um, there, there have been times where like, you know, I'll come across like a new Pokemon that looks really cool. And I drop someone, and before I know it, that Pokemon I just picked up is, you know, caught up to everybody else. And I feel like they, uh, Game Freak did a really good job of keeping, um, I guess like the wild Pokemon, like their levels close to like what you're doing at the time in the game. So I, I never really had a time where I caught a Pokemon and it was like super underleveled. Mm-hmm, that never mm-hmm. really happened. And then like by the time I got to the point where that might have happened, I would have enough experience candy where that really didn't matter hmm damn yeah yep okay. yep 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 so yeah like i said before i'm i'm in a like a i'm in a middle ground with the game i don't completely hate it because you're gonna mm. have the purists saying that all oh, this game is, is you know shit it's, yeah. it's the worst pokemon game ever shut up it's not <laughs> you're just you're just in your feelings. Stop it. You you for one, you still bought the game, and two, you're gonna love it. So, um, I yeah, it's just I I I don't I like the game. I just I I don't want to be blinded by the like the glaring issues that it has. So mm-hmm. you know, I'll definitely call it out on that. But I mean, this is Pokemon Sword and Shield. This is what we have this is what we have for the Switch. This is what you know this Generation Eight is. So my mm-hmm. question for the future. Just to sort of, you know, move things along is to, I want to see the, what Game Freak, how they support the game in the future. Yeah. I mean, look at what Smash Ultimate, like, I feel like Smash Ultimate is like the, what the best of what Nintendo could do with, you know, supporting their game. Yeah. Do you, I mean, has any of these Pokemon games have anything even close to resembling that though? No. Like, I, I, I mean, they, they've had, uh, event Pokemon where you could, you know, they'll, they'll, they're giving out like legendaries or they're giving out, um, special Pokemon, like Pokemon that have special abilities. Like they, they've done well with that. Like with, uh, Sun and Moon, they pretty much every month they're give there was some sort of theme. They're giving away some sort of Pokemon. That was cool. But I'm talking about like, are we going to see Game Freak like run updates on this game? Because there's a couple of, you know, weird things going on where people are sort of cheesing like max raid battles. I I want to see if they're going to patch that out, if they're going to fix it. And I want to see if they're going to add like, you know, in game story events, if they're going to add just like, I wouldn't even say new areas, but like add new content. I'd, I'd really love to see game freak do that. Like really, you know, break, break the mold of their Pokemon games and like do something new. With their post game. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I mean, time time will tell to see if they're gonna do that. Will I? Do I believe whether or not they're gonna do that? I'm not expecting it. Not expecting it at all. Hmm. Yeah. I. I. For me, I'm. I'm actually super curious just to kind of see, like, okay, what. What is in the future? So, I mean, I think you make a good point about, like, you know, what is, what can they do, like, kind of to prolong the life of this game? Like, using Smash Ultimate as an example. I mean, I think that's, like, the most extreme example, but, um, I mean, 
if they were to do anything like that, I think the closest thing they've done with this is like make a black and white too, like make a full fledged sequel. But that's a sequel. That's its own like skew, not necessarily like DLC. Um, I, I, I want to know. I want to know. Do they do a Sword and Shield two, or do they do like some big expansion pack or something? Especially with all the complaints with this game, I find it hard to imagine that they're ignoring um, a lot of the criticism. So I hope that good lessons are taken away from this and not bad ones, like you know, no XP share or something like that. Like I, I hope that or or I mean, and I just thought about this or added difficulty mode. Like with the, how easy this game is, like especially with you know the different ways of leveling up your Pokemon. It would have been this would have been the game to add a difficulty meter like, mm-hmm. you know, on hard mode, get less experience, get less money, um, maybe add like a, a Nuzlocke mode, which is like a whole separate like fan based difficulty that people do. Um, it would have been cool for them to add that. But I don't know. I feel like they they had their hands tied. That's what I'm telling myself. I, f- I feel like they had their hands tied and. What we have is, you know, what we have because of when they had to put it out. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and one last thing, the, uh, the performance in a wild area when you're online is trash. That that needs to be fixed. And once, I and like you said, you know, you're not far enough in it. You'll definitely see it once you know you're able to connect online and like play the game with like other poke like other trainers running around which mm-hmm. damn I'm I'm sorry to like jump back into this but that's all, like a whole separate point once again this is something where like it's a great idea but just the execution of how it works isn't up to snuff to be a you know a game coming out in 2019 to be like the whole like next generation uh concept like it's cool seeing other trainers walking around but when like you walk up to a trainer that's walking around, yeah, yeah. they you really can't really interact with them. Like the 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 trainer might say something's like, oh hey, like I I saw this like drop on like something dropped on my head from the sky. I don't want it. You could keep it, and they'll give you an item. But that's pretty much like the the tail end of it. It's mm-hmm. super random. Like honestly, I might even sh- I really wouldn't even be surprised if the trainers that are running around in our games are actual trainers or is it the game like seeing someone's like avatar and then like cause like making like its own npc to sort of like run around and do its own thing Mm. huh well food for thought then yeah but yeah like just back on that it's it's yeah the performance is trash it's really bad it sort of feels like it was sort of tacked together last minute that's disappointing because yeah. that seemed like a really cool feature like prior to launch to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it on paper sounds really cool but the yeah. the, the you know the actual not, it, reality of it's not it, it's not it, all that good. And maybe it's this might be me and just kind of trying to to find the silver lining here but it seems like the wild area and all that stuff like seems like the ultimate what the ultimate vision of Pokemon is supposed to be yeah i can see that that's that's what i wanted it to be and i feel like that's what especially with um, when you said that when you started the game and seeing like the fixed camera angles how like that surprised you yeah like i would have loved to like be in these towns and like use the free motion camera but at the same time i feel like if we had the ability to do that the frame rate in those parts of the games would have been trash trash as well and it would have 
pointed out some of the other glaring issues that the game has because um you i think you might see it in like some of the earlier towns but definitely in the later towns which are bigger uh there's a lot of pop-in so like when you're moving around like through the city like really bad pop-in of like how trainers show up how just items show up and I feel like it looks that way because we're sort of, we're sort of looking at it in a 3D aspect as opposed to how the older Pokemon games are all top down. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at a game that's like top down, the whole pop up, you know, thing doesn't really matter. Right, right. Huh. This game has some weird decisions. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm not even that far in. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, like, next episode. I'm really going to be excited to see, like, how you, you know, what your adventure is like now that you, now that you're seeing all this stuff firsthand. Is, is, is it going to be another days gone situation where I have, it's like Stockholm syndrome. I eventually <laughs> learned to enjoy some of it. And I think that's what happened to me was that like, uh, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I knew I was going to like the game. I knew yeah. I was going to, you know, play through it, but Man, I'm I'm ready to I'm honestly ready to finish Link's Awakening, which I played a little bit of this last week. Not enough to really talk about, honestly. Um, okay. The bulk of the bulk of what I played was Pokemon. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to start you know finishing these other games I'm playing, like Devil May Cry, uh, Link's Awakening, and then of course Death Stranding. Like I haven't touched that since last week. So wow, so you're actually done with it? Or with Pokemon? No, 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 Death Stranding. No, 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 no. Um, I actually want to jump back into it and keep playing it. It's oh, just okay. that I feel like with the time that I have to play video games and mm. how people are still like, like hard, like they're they're still stuck on Pokemon. I, I feel like I'm gonna be sure. stuck on Pokemon for a while. Sure, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Yep. But yeah, that's that's what I've got this week. Uh, that's what I've been playing. Um, and once again, we want to extend the question to you guys. You you know the listener. What have you guys been playing? Are you guys playing Pokemon Sword and Shield? What version did you pick up? What starter did you pick? Because because <laughs> I'm part of the Grookey gang. I don't know about you, but uh, right. What what team would you pick up? Uh, Score Bunny. Score Bunny. Okay, Score Bunny yeah. Squad. I got you. That's cool. Score- oh, that's good. I was like, yeah. What could I do with S? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I think I think Squibble. Squ- was it Squibble? Squabble. 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 Oh, Sobble, Sobble yeah. Squad. Sobble Squad, I think, rolls off the tongue a little bit better than yeah. Score Bunny Squad, but, you know, I don't know. I don't even, I don't know what we could be. Score Bunny, uh, nope. I was gonna say Posse, that doesn't work at all. Um, I don't know. We need James here for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, in the comments, let us know what you're doing, what you're playing, if you're liking Pokemon Sword or Shield, if you're playing any of these other games that are out. Shenmue 3 is out, guys. No oh one's God. talking. No one's talking about it. No um, and it's funny. I, on on Facebook, I said something about it, and like everyone is is a part of this. It's the same conversation where people are like, "Hey, I'm too busy playing this," or "It's 18 years too late." Um, what else have someone said? Like it's. I feel like it's. I feel like Shenmue 3 coming out, at, like right now. It's surrounded by a bunch of other games that. It's, it's being buried right now. Like, I want to play, yeah, Star, I want to play Star Wars. Like, I think I definitely have to finish everything that I'm playing right now before I jump into that. But yeah, yeah. what a time to be alive, guys. What a time. Yep. And I guess we can go ahead and jump into our news for the week. Um, I feel like all of these, I guess we, 
unless uh, unless this first story, I guess we could sort of go into depth with it. Um, but let's start with the Game Awards. Game Awards is right around the corner, um, and the nominations uh, just dropped this past week. I'm not going to go through all of the categories because there's a lot, but I do want to touch a couple of things and sort of get your input on it. Yeah. Um, let's see. We can go with like best multiplayer game, which is Apex Legends, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, and Division 2. I feel like that's strong. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid. Um, best fighting game, which is Dead or Alive 6, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Samurai Showdown, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And the reason why I chuckled because I skipped over it. It was Jump Force. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> they they clearly didn't listen to last week's episode. <laughs> oh my god! But the thing is, people people like I still see people like streams of it. I still see videos of it. Mm. I don't know why people are playing this game. It's not good. It's got anime characters in it. That's why people enjoy it. I guess I don't know. Trash. It is trash. Yeah, um, like oh, best ongoing game. Uh, Apex, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege. All of these games are like, just like I said, they're still ongoing and they're still doing things pretty well. Um, that's an interesting category. So. I think Apex could probably win on all of those. Yeah. I yeah. think it, it's the, it made the biggest splash. Um, I would say maybe for ongoing, I've, heard, I keep, hearing about final fantasy 14 man like i've not played that game myself but it's like good. from everything i'm hearing like it's really solid and apparently there's a ps5 version in the works um that was oh really, i'm not not surprised yeah, yeah. um and this you know what's funny is that i i got a bunch of people to like get into it i, I played it and i was like yo this game is pretty cool why don't you guys pick it up and as soon as my 30-day <laughs> subscription ran out i stopped playing and these guys are still playing it to this day that's wild. Jeez. Mm, yeah. But that's, oh. that just shows how how committed I am to certain games. Best um, uh, indie game is a pretty good category. I, that's what I was looking for. Uh, do you have it in front of you? Yeah, I do. Um, okay. So best independent game, uh, Baba is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game. You see, my opinion... Wait, Outer Wilds? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Outer Worlds. Worlds fucking right. got, fucking yeah. got me again. Aha, uh-huh, very Got him. But no, it's, no, it's wild, though, is I feel that <laughs> all of these games are really good. Like, I really want to play Disco Elysium. Baba, Baba is You is also on my list of games to play. Um, but I really want Katana Zero to win this Katana, one. Yeah, Katana Zero is so good. It's, it's a really good game. Yeah. And, like, it's... <sighs> There's, there's so many layers to that game that makes yeah. it really good. Same thing with Outer Wilds. You love the game. Yeah. I was impartial, but I can still appreciate what it was doing. Yeah. But Untitled Goose Game, I feel like it's going to win that just because you could fucking honk at people it and was steal pretty, stuff. Yeah. It was pretty meme It's a pretty... It's a meme game. Like, I mean, well, I don't. Well, let me take that back. I don't mean to say that, like, because like, that has a negative connotation. Like, that sounds derogatory. I don't mean it. Like, you know, they're not doing anything interesting because they, they are. But it's a fun game. I just feel like it's, it's slight. It's it does what it does like the one time and does it like really build on that? 
No, it's 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 a one as one note. It's one note, but it's a loud note. <laughs> yeah. I had a really bad joke. Go ahead. Um What other good categories <laughs> do we have? Um oh best score, best music, uh Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, and Sinar Wild Hearts. I think I know where both of our votes are going for that one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Sinar, that's that's the given. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is another good one. Uh, best art direction is Control, Death Stranding, Gris, Sinar, Wild Hearts, Sekiro, and Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Oh man, that's Those a really all, that's really that's stacked. Yeah, that is pretty stacked. I would say um Gris from that's the only one I haven't played well outside of uh Death Stranding. Like it's the only one I haven't played played. Um but I've seen a bunch of that game and it looks astounding. Mm-hmm. That might be like the one aside from maybe Sayonara. Um I would say maybe Sayonara and Link's Awakening are the favorites, but Gris I think is a really cool choice. Yeah. Um, last couple categories like we'll go over. Um, best narrative is going to be A Plague's Tale, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. Mm. Outer Worlds. This is the other one. My vote, I feel like, because I haven't played Disco Elysium yet, is Outer Worlds. Right. But right. at the same time, you really like Control. How is Contr- the narrative in that? Uh, Control had a uh, Control had really great world building, like, and I think the the primary narrative, and I think the, that the narrative, I would say maybe goes into that, um, like I think it counts, but uh, but boy, like, does it? I read every single piece of collectible content that I could. I I don't think I've ever done that in a game ever. That's, that's that's really good because I normally yeah. like I skip over stuff like that. Yes, I always skip over. If you ever give me any sort of like, you know, uh, audio log or whatever, like no, just especially if it's one that I have to be in a menu to listen to, like mm-hmm. no, it's it's not happening. But here, I was all over it. So yeah, uh, control is definitely a strong choice. Yep. Uh, next up, best game direction, which is Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, and Outer Wilds, which is the other game. Yeah. It's a really strong category, too. <laughs> I think all of those games are pretty strong. Yeah. Um, that's hard. That's, that's yeah. legitimately difficult. But it, it, it's cool, though, to see Outer Wilds, like, compete with the big boys, though, here. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm just, I, Death Stranding is on, is on a lot <laughs> of these categories, so yeah. I, I sort of feel some type of way about that. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and then the last category that we're going to talk about today is uh, the game of the year, which is Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, and Outer Worlds. Mm. Um, I, mm. I feel like Super Smash Bros. like... <laughs> It, with that being on the list, it's like one of those nominations where it's like, wait, me? I'm <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Who voted me in? Why am I here? I, like, I'm not as a pretty casual Smash fan. Like Ultimate is really cool. It's a really strong package, like yeah. all around. Like even outside of the competitive stuff, like the the what's the single player stuff called? What's what's the main mode? Uh, World of Light. 
World of Light, thank you. World of Light kept me playing that game for way longer than I think I would have normally. Like, um, it's so much fun, so diverse in terms of like what you're doing. Um, it's I, I would I would go so far to say it's brilliant. Like, it might be the best single player campaign that the series has ever had. See, I feel like of this list, you know, a couple of these games I haven't played. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I still want to play Resident Evil 2, but before the year's out, um, I'm going to play Control also before the year goes out. But in Sekiro, like, you all know how I feel about those games. So I I probably won't. Like, that's not high on my list. So, but I mean, like you said, like, a lot of these games are really solid. Uh, Smash Brothers, it really, it really did do a lot for, what's expected out of these type of games. So yeah. I definitely want to applaud that. Um, the amount of like DLC, like extra characters, extra work that's gone into the game, all of the music soundtracks, which I feel like never really gets put out there, Yeah. but like they have a lot of music, a lot of remixes and also a lot of like um, music from like all of these different franchises. Yeah. So that's something that you definitely have to applaud. Um, hey, Chris. Huh? You- you should play Sekiro. Yeah, about that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, at some point, I'm not, I'm not pressed to play it. Mm, okay. But like you said, like all of these categories, I, you know, there are a couple things I'm sort of scratching my head at, but all in all, you know, it's some of these categories are really stacked. So I want to see how it turns out. Uh, you know, who wins these categories. Um, another thing worth noting is that, uh, the game awards, it's, I, I think this is the first time it's, it, yeah, this is definitely the first time they're doing it, but, uh, you'll be able to watch it in Cinemark, um, like yep. this, Mark Theaters, and yep. it, they'll host like a one night event where you'll watch the simulcast of the game awards yep. and then afterwards, uh, watch the Jumanji, the next level. Or is it, is it before or after? I'm not sure. I think it's it should be after. Should be after. That's that's a long that's a long event. It's, it's long. It's long. That you'd be in a theater for five hours because I want to say the broadcast the broadcast for the Game Awards should be about three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I would I do that? Would I do that? I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna watch it at home and maybe not see Jumanji until maybe ever. So uh, no, actually the the first Jumanji was okay. It was alright. Yeah. It was fine. It was, it was fine. Like I'm, it, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> I, I, I I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, and I thought I would might I might hate it. I watched it because I was literally bored um, at like one o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go to sleep to this, but I ended up watching the whole thing. So, you know, kudos, kudos to the rock. And Kevin Hart. Eh, kudos to the rock. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. So I guess we can move on. Uh, next up we have inside Xbox. So Rod, I'll have you hit this. Cause I think oh. you watched, you watched it live, didn't you? I watched some of it kind of in and out live. Um, I caught most of it like on demand, like after it all aired. Um, so there was a bunch of stuff here. Some of this stuff we'll go through. Um, we'll go through kind of like, um, quickly, 
But I will say that uh, some of the important things that we want to hit here um, is going to be uh, Wasteland 3 is coming May 20, May 2020. Um, and which is really nice. Obsidian came out with a game. They're, um, they're, it's, it's a survival game, which is called Grounded. And, um, it is not what I expected. So, you know, obviously the guys from Outer Worlds, it is a very cutesy kind of art style, um, going on where it looks like people thought it looked like ants, like DreamWorks film, ants. I, wait, I saw it. I, I was thinking, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That, yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the, oh, maybe not Ants. It's, uh, some other thing. Uh, it's another kid's knockoff Bugs Life thing. Um, <laughs> can't remember. But yeah. Um, and Halo Reach is coming to PC on the 3rd of December, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool news. So those are kind of like some of the smaller announcements. Well, the Obsidian thing wasn't that small, but I want to kind of touch on certain other ones, uh, such as Don't Nod's new game got announced, which I'm insanely hyped about because I'm a huge Don't Nod fan. Love Life is Strange. Um, they, um, Microsoft Game Studios is publishing this. So this is likely to be exclusive to uh, Xbox and PC. So it's there. It's Don't Not's new game. We don't know too much about it, but there was a, a brief trailer that came out that was uh, set in Alaska, and it actually has a trans main character in it, which is pretty unique, pretty cool. Um, they're actually working with Don't Not is working with Glad on this um, to make it actually like pretty uh, accurate, um, an accurate to make an accurate, faithful depiction. Um, you know, of this character. Um, and that's, that's pretty, pretty neat. I haven't heard anything like that before. Um, especially in a game. So that's, that's pretty cool. And, and what's, you know, just what's, what's also significant here is that it is all the chapters. It's going to be three episodes, but they're all going to come out, uh, summer 2020. So that's really exciting. And also maybe a statement on where we are with episodic gaming. Perhaps. Um, doesn't really seem all that popular anymore. It seems like that time has kind of, kind of come and gone. Uh, Life is Strange 2, we don't know how well that has been doing. We, I think the first episode was said to have done really well, but I don't know what that drop off was like, especially when people discovered that you couldn't buy episodes individually. You had to buy them, um, like as a bundle. So. See, I feel like with episodic content, uh, not to go in like a whole like, you know, tangent, but, I feel like it was just done incorrectly. Like, I feel like if they made the game and then, like, uh, released it at, like, a quicker and more consistent schedule, then it'd be, like, a cool thing. Then I could see people getting behind it. But, like, it's been super random with how these things have dropped. Um, Yeah, well, the the episodic gaming in general or, like, specifically the Life is Strange 2? No, just in general. Yeah, it's been really weird specifically with life is strange like the second one there have been like three month gaps in between episodes and i feel like that's entirely too long um especially for something like this i mean i remember everything that's going on but like there's no i don't know it's just no room to satiate your player base really um like it that the the drops in between the first one i want to say were like a month to a month and a half uh, or something like that um, I think the last episode took like maybe two months, but like, yeah, it, that's three months is a really long time, man. Like this, this series started in September of 2018. Like that's when the first episode came out. 
Jeez. Yeah. So, and it's been three months since then, um, which I, I think actually the gap between number one and number two was pretty lengthy. Um, but yeah, it's kind of nuts. So Rare came out with a trailer. Uh, they're actually making a new game that is pretty, that's a pretty big deal. Um, it's called Everwild. We don't know too much about that yet, but it looks uh, like Princess Mononoke basically um, in game form, which I'm all about. That's bring that on for sure. And Ninja Theory's Bleeding Edge got a date. That's like the Overwatch-like shooter uh, that is that is going to be out in March 2020. It's kind of a big deal as well. Ninja Theory's first game with Microsoft, like kind of under or over them, which which should be interesting for sure. Um, the biggest thing I think that came out about, you know, with this whole event was xCloud. So xCloud is going to be a, it, it's going to be a service by Microsoft. Um, that's going to be very, I would say like Stadia, right? Um, and if you are, on Game Pass, you can actually play like Xbox Game Pass. You can play your games on the phone, like you know, Android phones uh, or tablets, anything like that. You know, using the service. And they announced a ton of games that will be available, like at launch. I want to say, was it like fifty or sixty games? I think yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, no, I think there's fifty games out now. Oh, right this second. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's a preview version like that's out right now on phones. I want to say it's coming to iOS at some point. So we'll get it. Better. Yeah. I I, I think so. I think it is coming to iOS. I think that I I read that last week. But um, yeah, it's definitely coming to PCs next year. So like 2020. yeah, I, I, it's it's Microsoft's answer to to Stadia, seeming like, um, and I think that's pretty cool. You know, I sort of like I like a like a brain blast, but like yeah. you remember maybe three four months ago, we there was a uh, a new story that Sony is partnering up with Microsoft, and this is what they're partnering up with. Oh right, yes, I think I I think I don't think you're going crazy on that. Okay, yeah. That's that, that you know PlayStation Five with you know their version of the X Cloud. That, that's also wild. Yeah, think about that. So you know this this uh you know this cloud gaming race is definitely interesting because now you have you know two rivals you know PlayStation and Xbox working together to you know make sure that they have like their corner piece in this market. Yep. And you know with how you know. Stadia has launched. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, to put it in terms, like how you like your uh, like playing your Pokemon games, like I feel like it's about to get curb stomped. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's going to be rough just because like Stadia is is subscription based, and thing the big thing with X Cloud is that it's it's not going to to be that. Um, it's really it, it's basically going to be a supplement to their Game Pass service, which. Which is very cool. Like that's how it should be, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that that to me was the biggest thing that came out of the Inside Xbox um, for sure. And this is definitely something I'm interested in going forward. Um, and a really cool way to play a lot of their titles. Microsoft really seems to be going in on. I feel like I say this every other week, but like they're really going in on the play anywhere concept. Like they're really bringing all that stuff to fruition. Um, it's it's really cool to see. I mean, we 
so just to echo myself, I feel like from every episode, Xbox is like they're they're building their empire back. And like yes. when it comes when it comes down to like their services and their overall like how they want to make their difference in the industry. Yeah. Is this Xbox is where it's at. You can't like I know a lot of people want to give them crap about like their exclusives and how like, you know, this generation they're basically second fiddle, but they're not taking it lying down. Like No, they're not. They, I mean, they're, yeah. They're 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 here to play. Like they they are here to 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 come for the crown. And like, I mean, it's it is great. I mean, more competition, please. Like they're acquiring these first party uh studios. They're really putting the emphasis like on in-house development like that's something that they need to do to main to 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 take over again um Mm because they were at the top at one point um and and you know lagging behind is not uh you know they're they're learning their lessons it's seemingly you know and and i just read a quote the other day you know uh, i forgot who it was from i I don't know if it was from phil spencer uh, but someone over at the xbox team was like you know we're not really interested in doing like kind of games as a service anymore like how we kind of position the xbox one and if they stick true to that that idea that concept you know um i mean i think that could only yield good things for the future you know we never know if they're if they're they'll try to backdoor some of this stuff in which i mean you know if you want to take there's certainly an argument to be made that that's what all this is in the first place like like all where all these cloud services are going is is just basically what the xbox one was going to be anyway but i don't think it has to be as egregious as that and it doesn't seem like they're going to take that risk at least not overtly so um i I personally i love what they're doing right now um and i can't wait to see what next gen brings for them yep um and I guess we could round this off with, uh, do they talk? I think they brought up all access, the Xbox all access. I think they brought it up during, uh, inside Xbox, but so. you know, but yeah, but, um, I'm looking at, you know, if you go to xbox.com, they have like a full page of like what it entails. Yeah. And Xbox all access is sort of like, it's, they, they've done something like the, something like this in the past, but I feel like this has, is definitely has more incentives on uh like this program but essentially what it is it's you know you getting an either an xbox one s or xbox one x and you're getting the system you're getting games pass you're also getting the online multiplayer like xbox live gold and you you're you know you can up you have like upgrade option down the road and you're essentially paying all this month to month so you have they, they have three tiers but the bottom tier is the Xbox Sad, which we're not going to talk about, which is the the Xbox One All Digital. So that's that's like their their cheapest one. That one's twenty dollars a month for twenty four months. Um, then the the two regular ones, it's going to be the Xbox One S, which is twenty two ninety nine for twenty four months, and then the Xbox One X, which is thirty ninety nine a month for twenty four months. So essentially, you're, you're paying this month by month. And you're getting, you know, of course you have the console straight up. You get the 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which includes the Xbox Live Gold. And then once, uh, uh, Project Scarlet comes out next year, you're able to, um, upgrade. So that, right. that's all, but that's only if you're doing it with the Xbox One X. If you're doing it with the Xbox One S, uh, you can then upgrade to the, 
X, but not the Scarlet. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So right now there's, um, there's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say right now there's only one uh, retailer in the U.S. that's doing it, which is Amazon.com. And it looks like they're going to announce a second retailer coming soon. Is this viable? Like, is this a viable way to do Like, I, I don't see myself doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather just purchase it outright. I'm struggling to see if, like, people would jump on this in droves. <laughs> No, nah, I feel like it's 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 for like a certain I feel like it's for a certain user base. Like okay. like you know, like you said, you know, uh I'm also along the lines of I'd rather have the system cuz like I I've I've worked in uh a retail store that did the previous version of this and essentially what you're doing is you're um or at least how they did it before was that you did like a small down payment for the system, you got the system, which I'm guessing the down payment might have been like the first or second month. But essentially, um, the console won't work like offline. And if it's, if it, if the console sees that you didn't pay, uh, that month, then it pretty much like it, it bricks the system. And so mm-hmm. it gets paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's whether or not you see yourself like using it for the next 24 months to really justify, uh, paying for it. Okay. Which, which, like, I, I mean, I can see where it's, you can sort of justify it because the Game Pass is an amazing service. Um, I just feel like if I were to do it, I'd go for the, you know, the, the, the top tree. Like, I'd go for the Xbox One X only because you could then upgrade to the, uh, Scarlet once it comes out. Mm, which I think is a pretty, it, that's pretty decent then. That's a, that's a pretty smart way for certain people to kind of get in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then I want to know if you upgrade, does that, that's probably going to extend your, uh, it is definitely going to extend your, um, the, how many months you're paying for it. Right. Right. Do we know about plans, like specific plans yet? Wait, like, what do you mean? Like payment plans for this, like in no, terms no. of with the Scarlet. Oh no 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 that's that's the plan. So like oh, right okay. now yeah so right now those are the three plans. The 30.99 for Xbox One X, the 22.99 for the S and then the 19.99 for the SAD. For that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cuz they 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 announced this technically last year, I want to say. Um but now with Scarlet coming out, yeah, they they wanted to emphasize like, hey, this exists, like get ready for next gen. Um, and I feel like they're really pushing it now for the holiday season. And that too, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah which right. the um they're they're saying that the whole uh, upgrade to Scarlet is a limited time offer, which I'm guessing is like a holiday offer. Oh, okay, that makes more sense to me now. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you know that's that. I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. Like I feel like I mean, granted, I already have an Xbox One S, so I I'm, I'm I guess I'm good. I <laughs> I don't need to you know spend Boy. more money or anything like that. But if I you know just thinking if I if I wanted to jump onto an Xbox One X or just an Xbox in general, um and 
if I was the type of consumer that when the Scarlet came out, I wouldn't immediately jump onto that, then I'd probably look at this. But I'm the type of consumer where I already know myself. Like, I know the Scarlet's going to come out, and I'm going to want that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we all want the new shiny thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but, I mean, it's cool. It's cool that this is being afforded, uh, you know, with for other people as well. Like, does as many people as possible they want to bring in to the fold. So, anyway, any way you can get it, Go ahead and do it. Yeah. So um, with that, that's the news stories for the week. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for episode 39. Another right. week. Um, Rod, you got, you got any uh, last words? Anything you want to say? Uh, yeah. So enjoy. By the time you're listening, well, I guess it won't be Thanksgiving quite yet. But, you know, we'll, we're getting close to the season. So enjoy your family if you will be with them or enjoy your friends if you'll be with them um and yeah holidays great great stuff mm-hmm. yeah um definitely same same thing like i'm all about family so um and and i look at this like i know some people are like oh family yeah 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 like family is what you make it so whether that whether that be your actual blood family or whether that be like a really close group of friends I look at that all in all. It's all one in the same for me. So you know, make sure that you know uh, you're surrounded by people. You're surrounded by loved ones. You're surrounded by people that you care for. That people that care for you. Uh, you know, that's this is definitely a time to give thanks to all that. Give thanks for life. Um, and be careful. Black Friday is right around the corner, y'all. It's oh 20, my gosh. It's 2019. We don't need to. We on it like that. TV is not worth getting stabbed over. We listen think about it this way if people out here getting stabbed for a chicken sandwich mm. you're definitely getting stabbed for that that 4k tv which so. i just i just ate one today oh you finally had one oh i had one already but oh, okay uh, oh what's what was the verdict then oh i mean it's my it was my second one so you know it was pretty it's pretty good you know i went <laughs> i went i went back for seconds <laughs> So it, it was okay. clearly pretty good. They could throw a biscuit in there, but you know it's fine. Hmm. Might be too much. It's like seven dollars yeah. already. So yeah, yeah never too much. But yeah, y'all listen. Just you know, be on the lookout for online deals, um, and just be safe. Enjoy, enjoy one another, and en- enjoy us. Enjoy our content. Like. And also say like and subscribe. Yeah, if you if you want to get away from your family, I mean, your family is what you make it. But if they happen to be getting on your last goddamn nerve, and you just need a couple hours of peace and quiet, why don't you just pop us on? Pop pop in some uh, pop in some some backlog episodes. You know, mm, yeah. yeah give us a that. rating. Baby, yeah, give us a rating. Yeah. Listen, to, listen to um, we have a couple of especially on 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 the main SoundCloud page. We have a couple of like you know uh, top episodes that are on the top of the page definitely give a listen to those um but yeah so that's that's that y'all have a good week have a good holiday and stay beastly guys peace